Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to... This not Star Trek. Boy, oh boy. Wow. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Excellent Adventure. <laughs> uh, hi, that. everyone. I've done that on the other. I've done it the other way around. I've never, yeah, I feel like you don't usually I've do never that done it on our this show. Way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, just so used to sitting in this chair. I've done. I did three podcasts with Andy this week. So that's too many podcasts over, like, with four Andy. Sessions. Um. Anyway, hi everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. Um. Bo is here. You can hear that. He wants to get out. He's tired of us. He's just said, you know what? It's been too long. I've spent more than three minutes with you. Do you want to go in the house, Bo? Oh, and now Dory's letting Bo back into the house. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone. So this is it. It's it's Sunday, the 11th, and Dory and I have now been married for five years. It is our fifth wedding anniversary. A couple weeks ago, she was like, what do you want for your anniv- for our anniversary? And I said, the only thing I really want is to not have to record this on our anniversary. And, and here we are. Here we are. So, it, it, it look, it was uh, quite a weekend. I don't know. Why did we not do it yesterday? Because you late. had ordered Instacart. Oh, I was waiting for the Instacart. It took forever. I wanted to eat lunch before we recorded. Yep. And then by the time it came, Henry had And then Henry up. was like up at one o'clock. Yep. So it, it really turned into a situation where it just wasn't going to happen. And then, um, you know, it's at, Saturday night. Is that what yesterday was? Yep. Yeah. So Saturday night came in and we were both very tired, but also, you know, Saturday night routine. Guys got to watch Bake Off. Yep. So we watched Bake Off. We got our. They finally sent home the right person. Seriously. Ugh. Took so long. (laughs) But no spoilers. NS. 
Um, we got our pasta. I think I think we're gonna switch it up next week. Okay. Turns out we're gonna switch it up next week. I mean, we have been we have been doing the same exact uh, pasta restaurant, which is delicious. For three three weeks in a row. I'm just a little sick of it. Yeah. Well, it's reasonable. It's not like a uh, boy. Oh boy, what's happening here? We got a lot of we got a lot of we got a lot of hopes and dreams on this uh, arm. Okay. Ooh, hello. <laughs> I guess I could just do this. Hang on. We'll just raise the desk up. There we go. Up. Wow. <laughs> Matt's having some issues. I today. went to raise the desk up, everybody, and the uh, cable just pulled the mic down to where it had been. Okay, there we go. Anyway, <sighs> as we were saying, so you know, five years, magical, magical years. A lot of them on this podcast. How long have we been doing this podcast? Um, four years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys want to know? Do you guys remember how I was saying that nobody had ever gotten me a box fox, or was I saying that on the Patreon? That was on the Patreon. That was on the Patreon. But you had said it, yeah. And then Matt got me a box fox. I did. Box fox is a website. It's like a gifting website that puts together gift boxes yes. with lots of di- different gifts from different companies that all appeal to me. Yeah, so it's like if you could like sort of if someone has a certain interest or something, you can go on Box Fox and sort of find a curated collection of things. But I will say the box I wanted to get Dory they didn't have in stock, so oh. I decided to make a giant. I built a giant box. Which one did you want to get me? Um, there was a similar, similar stuff in there. Mm. Um, but I was like, well, fine. I'll just try to do this on my own here. You did a great job. Yeah. I, what was the other thing? I forgot what the other thing was that glass straws. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, you can use them. Of course. Especially when you're out and about. Of course. You know, cause no, you it's have a, the mask. It's a you great, know, it's a great gift. And reusable. Yeah. And it kind of came with a little case. Yeah. Yeah. I know how you love a tiny case. I like, I like a case. Um, and, uh, Dory sent me on a, on a scavenger hunt this morning, which was very, very well thought out, adorable. Uh, you were skeptical. I was skeptical, but I think having Henry and Bo and you following me around. Yeah. Was, made it more fun. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she sent me, uh, five gifts for the anniversary. Very thoughtful. And, um, one of them was, uh, I mean, they're all great. There was a, there was a wood etching of a tree with our initials on it. There was a, 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 a what do you call those? Stitch. A needle point. A needle point of us, which was also very adorable, as was Henry's hair on it. Um, it was it was us on October 11th, 2015, and then us on October 11th, 2020. So on October 11th, 2015, we were it was just the two of us. We were at our wedding. We were all dressed up, and then today we have Henry. We have Bo. Dory had overalls. I had overalls on. Matt and Henry were wearing their pizza shirts. Yep. Bo was being Bo. Yeah, uh, very sweet. And then uh, candle. The the spruce candle, also yep. wood spruce, of course. Yeah, everyone knows. Nice torrified or Adirondack spruce is a hell of a top for a guitar. Nice tone wood. Um, and let's see. Then the, one, two, three. I'm trying to count. It, there was actually it was five clues, but only four presents. That's that's. Was it? Yeah, because the first clue was just like introduced. Was like oh, the conceptually yeah, introducing yeah, the yeah. task at hand. Yeah, exactly. I gotcha. And but, then, uh, but she the got final me. gift. She, got, she ordered. She ordered up a cameo. Everybody. I, I think I. I was. Your reaction was what I was hoping it would be. Because uh, you don't. You know. You don't. You're. You're hard to please. Uh, yeah. No. She got. She ordered a cameo uh, from. Uh, color color man for the Boston Red Sox for the last 35 years, Jerry Remy. The Rem dog himself. It's very funny because he like, complains about the team. Well, I put on there that you go to Fenway every year, do, but yeah. you couldn't go this year. Yeah. So. I couldn't, guys. I couldn't. They, they weren't allowing fans in. Right. And they were, and, and Jerry was stuck in Watertown. <laughs> 
<laughs> watching the game from Nesson's offices with <laughs> Eckersley and his accent is really it's super thick it's amazing so <laughs> it's um, like a taste of home yeah it really was so very nice very thoughtful and uh yeah i mean originally i had planned i was gonna try to get uh some macaroons from bouchon because that was that was who did our uh food for our wedding um but they weren't on gold belly anymore uh and then and the one here closed yeah the one here has moved on <laughs> And I also was thinking, you know, I mean, it's interesting to think. I probably would have, I think we probably would have wound up, let's pretend there was no pandemic. Okay. We, I think we probably would have wound up back at the Venetian or like, some, you know, like done like a little, mm. had a nice dinner, mm-hmm. gone out to Vegas, mm-hmm. had your parents come in or my parents come mm-hmm. in and watch Henry for, mm-hmm. the, for a couple of days. We could have done it midweek. Yep. You know, but instead we hung out at the house <laughs> and we really just had a time it was a it was a, i don't know someday we'll leave again i don't have anything else to say about yeah about not leaving the house i know i guess i didn't even i didn't have to put a ba- i didn't put a mask on until today isn't that crazy you didn't leave the house all week? I did not leave the house all week until today. Really? When we went, when we walked to the park. No. Park. Yes. Seriously? Yes. You didn't even get in your car? No. My car's been behind yours. The only time I ever got in my car this week was to move it back in to the... Or when you took Henry I'm on I'm sorry. The... I went to work. Yeah, you got I a did. COVID I test. I went to work on Thursday. Thursday to get a COVID test. Yeah. But other than that, no. Wow. Which is kind of like my dream. Of how to do a week of not of of when we're not shooting. Yeah, I mean you were busy, but you, yeah, I was busy. We leave. had like table read, but I had production meeting, tone meeting. Yeah, COVID tests, podcasts, podcasts. I did work all week, but right. I didn't do anything outside of the house, which was nice. Um, do you feel like you saw enough of Henry? Uh, I got a good. I I I. I tried to do a better job this week of, of of making time for him uh like trying to schedule stuff for his naps and mm-hmm. and trying to uh you know make sure i knew when he was at the house and not on a walk or at the park um so yeah i mean i think i did okay we'll see he definitely asks for dida a lot more than I think he used to. Well, that's the plan, you know. Yeah. Let him like really enjoy the week with me, and then, and then like it's just he's about to forget that I exist. <laughs> I am. I'm off again. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. So what? I mean, what do you think, honey? Five years in, here we are. Here we are. What do you think? I mean, we're doing the thing. Yeah. You know. What do you, what do you, what's, what's, what, what, what's different? What's, is there anything that's like, oh, this is worse than I thought it would be, or this is uh, better than I thought it would be, or, um, I didn't think that the IVF process would be quite as grueling as it was. Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel like that really, like, took a toll. It did, yeah. It took an a, emotional, financial, physical toll. <laughs> An everything toll. Yeah. IVF is all, uh, dominating. Yeah. Um, but we're very fortunate. It worked eventually, and yeah, now we're a year and a half into Henry. Yeah, um, and four years into Bo. Yeah, that's wild. We've had Bo for four years. What about you? I mean, I can't remember a time without Bo. Honestly, like I really. Well, like, we've I, had. I know we've had Bo, Bo longer since. than we haven't had Bo as a couple. That's very true. You but know? like I can't remember a PB time. Mm. Uh, well i mean look i think it's what you know it's interesting like if you think about if you think back mm-hmm. to uh can i say that like a sheep if you think back <laughs> um if you think back to five years ago you know i mean when did we got we got married in october and then we got married twenty fifteen. 
and Sarah the Goldberg 2016. It's like crazy. It's like my fifth. This is my fifth season of the Goldberg. Yeah. Um. And it's it's also like think about like think about where you were five years ago, just professionally. Yeah. You know, you hadn't were, written a book. Hadn't written still a book. Still at BuzzFeed. Still, still, still doing your nine to five. Yeah. Um, and now I was working on my book. You were working on it, but I hadn't finished it. Right. But I mean, think about it now. You just make your own hours. Yeah. You're your own boss. Yep. You uh, just got back edits for your second book. Yep. Um. You know, you're a mom of a. Uh, rambunctious young child yeah who thinks that a pandemic is an okay time to try to lick a slide yeah <laughs> what a dummy i took some uh, nice pictures of henry today it was good i mean honestly i just my my real aversion to the park other than like being out around people uh has been the heat right and the air quality right 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 and like i'm, I'm running around with a real n95 <laughs> yeah everyone's in like these like silk tissues these fucking <laughs> doilies on their mouths um, uh, but uh yeah i had a good time i really am like very much looking forward to the weather hopefully getting oh well it's gonna be hot this week i know but it's but uh, i think that's eventually the eventuality I'm hoping, of, I'm hoping this will be the last hot week of like a month of, of yeah of cool weather would be yeah. just a dream come true I agree. I mean, I think that we we certainly know each other better. Mm-hmm. Obviously. You know? How would we not how would you not know someone better? Do people get married and then go, I don't know you. Yeah, but it's like interesting that like even five years in, I feel like it's not like I'm learning new things about you every day, but like the the relationship does evolve in different ways. You know what I mean? Yes. And then you learn new things, yeah, like yeah, how yeah. people respond to situations and mm-hmm. react to things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I feel like I learned something about you the other day. Oh, yeah. You were talking to Kate. You so you didn't know I'd done theater in right. high school. Yeah, I didn't know you'd done theater. And then today I found out she took tennis until she was 14. Who does this? People who go to sleepaway camp. Who doesn't tell this to me? Uh, yeah, that's right. People who go to sleepaway camp, <laughs> aka affluent Jews. Um, okay, so that or not so affluent Jews who get scholarships to go to sleepaway camp. Right. I mean, look, you're very bright. You got scholarships everywhere. <laughs> All right. Should we take a break? I think we could do that. Okay, we'll let's be right do back, that. everybody. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, everybody, we're back. Reminder, if you want to email the show, you can do so. Mandoryatgmail.com or dorymatgmail.com. You can leave a Apple podcast review. Those are still helpful. And uh, go to Facebook and join the Excellent Adventure group. A lot of good resources on there for people who are going through IVF, people who have gone through IVF. There's even a there's even a, an extension group for those who have uh, been lucky enough to get pregnant uh, through IVF. Uh, and support the podcast on Patreon at Excellent uh, Patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure. We have a Twitter. We never use it. And our email is, of course, uh, sorry, we already said the email. Our phone number, if you want to leave a voicemail, 413-461-BABY. But you can also email us a voice memo, which people are doing more and more. That's right. I think you're really just, you're just, you're just touting the, you're singing its praises everywhere. Well, you know, the sound quality is just it's tremendous. so much better. Yeah. All right. Let's begin with an update from a, from a long ago writer inner. Mm-hmm. This person wrote in about a year ago mm. about prepping her cat who slept in their room for a baby. Right. Yes. <clears throat> Hi, Dorian, Matt. I'll start with the shortest update on the cat signal. Our cat has shown zero interest in the baby. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the only thing she does show interest in is getting her breakfast, preferably at 720 every morning, signaled by loud meows and scratching our bedroom door. But thank you for all the advice. We started keeping the cat out at night around a month before the due date, which proved more than enough for our cat to get accustomed to sleeping on her own. Apart from the cat update, I wanted to say a big thank you for your podcast, which helped me through the early COVID weeks. My baby was due in the middle of April, and by mid-March, we found out that, as was the case in many other countries... Oh, she's in Latvia, by the Mm -hmm. way. Our chosen hospital did not allow fathers or anyone else to take part in labor or to stay at the hospital. As I was quite saddened and initially angered by this news, I really needed something to be away from the current state of things with COVID seemingly dominating every aspect of our lives. So I started listening to your podcast from the beginning. Oh, wow. Previously, I had only started listening for around 2018, which meant I had many episodes to cover. This helped me a lot by providing an hour or two of daily time travel. Sometimes it's something really unexpected that helps you get through difficult times. And this time it was you guys. Oh, can I also add that I'm currently out on a morning walk with our baby girl, Mia, and it's currently 11 degrees Celsius, which, if my calculations sounds, are correct, is very nice. right around Matt's ideal temperature. <laughs> my fellow Latvians would probably kill me for saying that I also really enjoy these temperatures, given that it sometimes feels like we have nine months of winter with not much sunlight during the middle three. It's an unusually warm autumn, though, as it's supposed to be up to 19 degrees Celsius or 66 degrees Fahrenheit later today. All the best to you both, Henry and Bo, Marta, with one husband, one baby, one cat, and now also the family Dosh, Doshun. I can't say that word. Hot dog dog. Hot dog dog, who's much more excited about baby's arrival in the same approximate 2,000 square foot apartment. Uh, sounds like we might want to move to Latvia. They got the best weather. Sure. Sounds like great weather. Nine months of that. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think it gets pretty cold. What a dream. Yeah, so you put on coats. I don't mind cold. <laughs> cold is good. I can't, like, there's only so much, like, clothing I cannot have on for the heat. That's true. That is true. That's why I always prefer cold to heat. 
Yeah, I mean, I generally do, too. You can combat cold much better. Yeah, that's true. And you can combat heat. Um, Marta, thank you so much for this update. I'm glad that everything worked out with the cat. And uh, best of luck to you. Honey, would you like to read the next... Marta, I'm so sorry you had to go listen to a lot more podcasts. (laughs) Do you want to read the next email? (laughs) Sure. Uh, This is from Anonymous. Dear Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo... Uh, and Jess, the email are looking for an update. So I'm now 15 months. Uh, sorry, that doesn't make any sense now. So I'm now 15 weeks with my twins. I'm still in disbelief that it happened naturally. It was discharged from the RE at eight weeks when everything was going well, the growth with growth and strong heartbeats. There had been questions as to why I went to an RE, even though this was spontaneous. My RE will see you until about eight to 10 weeks to monitor uh, and make sure that it seems like a healthy pregnancy. In my case, the initial blood work from my RE showed that my progesterone was low and they needed me on endometrion, uh, which is something my OB probably would not have checked. I also would not have known that it was twins at five weeks uh, if I had only seen my OB, as they do an ultrasound until 12 weeks. So I'm grateful that I had gotten my initial consultation appointment with the RE first. Because of my history uh, of prom, premature rupture of membranes at 31 weeks with my first baby boy born at, born at 34 weeks with by, by C-section and having the double incision, one incision across and one incision upwards during the C-section, I was already considered high risk for all future pregnancies. Add in the twins, which is yet another high risk factor. I'm seeing both my RB, OB and a high-risk maternal fetal provider at my hospital. A normal twin pregnancy with no history of proms has a 57% chance of premature babies. Those are babies born before 37 weeks. So, add in my history of prom, and it's highly likely that I will go much earlier. So I'm nervous about that. Every day I'm manifesting my future through, uh, though, uh, and hoping to myself that I'm going to have a long, healthy pregnancy with two healthy babies, and I'll be a healthy mom. Uh, my, n- I'm going to go with knuckle. Nuckle. Nuckle. That makes more sense. My knuckle translucency. Nuckle. My nuckle. <laughs> not a knuckle. My nuckle translucency scan was normal, and the ultrasound technician verified that I'm having two boys. Hashtag boy mom. Hashtag building a football team uh and my next ultrasound parenthetically the anatomy scan they will start measuring my cervix to see if i need to have a cerclage cerclage due to my previous prom that basically means where they like stitch up your cervix so right. it's both my OB and the high-risk doctor are hoping that i'll make it to at least 28 weeks i'm still currently working out from home due to covid but my OB said, depending on how I'm feeling, I should consider taking leave early. I apologize for that. Yawn, everybody. Uh, I'm hoping I woke up at 530 uh, after a horrible night of sleep, uh, tossing and turning. And uh, here I am. That was me, not the emailer. Back to the email. I'm hoping that I can continue to work from home and that I will be fine with not having the added stress of a long commute or sitting at an uncomfortable desk all day, but already I feel like an elephant and get winded walking up the stairs. That could have been me, but that was also the emailer. (laughs) If I do somehow make it to 37 weeks, I will have a planned C-section at that time due to previous double uh, incision C-section. They do not want me to go any farther than 37 weeks due to the risk of uterine rupture and death. Oh. For Jess, the email looking for an update. I've read some studies that if you have had a double incision and you wait at least 18 months before getting pregnant again, that the risk goes down. Definitely consult with your own provider, though, through, though as my scenario, has several added high-risk components. Good luck, Jess. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of updates. That was quite an email. Yes, a lot of information in there. I don't even know where to begin. Prom. Prom. That's a new one. I've, I learned that one today. Mm-hmm. You learned uh, uh, cerclage. Cerclage. Nuchal translucence. Nuchals. <laughs> Nuchals. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and this going with last week with the overachiever. Yeah. 
Boy, oh boy. You're learning a lot. This, Four this years in. You're, see, me. that's what I'm saying. You're you still just, learning. You just never stop learning. And that's the beauty of, of, of podcasts. <laughs> and marriage. Nope. Just podcasts. Okay. Sorry. Um, well, you know, Anonymous, we are wishing you so much luck with all of this. And I am also hoping that your babies make it to 28 weeks. Hopefully longer, but at least 28 weeks. Please take care of yourself. Take it easy. Make your partner do things for you. I hope you get to your planned C-section. Yeah, me too. (sighs) All right. This next email is from Karen. I love your podcast. It's the first thing I do every morning. No. (laughs) So what's the status on baby number two? You haven't discussed it in a while. Is Matt still working on his sperm? How is Noom going? Thanks for everything you all do. I love your authenticity. Uh, Noom is going uh, just like our second baby, which is to say back burner. I mean, I don't know. What do you what do you think, honey? Um, I kind of got like I feel like I got beaten down by your apathy. Yes, your actual not actually I shouldn't even say apathy. Your your uh, declared opposition, your your active opti- opposition to having a second child, and so well, as you as, it just it just uh, like. As you pointed out at the beginning of the podcast when we talked about the emotional, physical, and financial toll that IVF took, Mm -hmm. you just kind of want to like walk out of the casino a winner. But you never leave when you're up. You always say that. But that's, but that's, can't I, can't I try here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. I feel so very fortunate that we have such a uh, healthy and, and great kid that you know i know and i don't want to i don't want people to think that i'm taking him for granted because i'm not no no i don't i hope people don't think that because you're not and it's clear um but uh i just like i'm not every so often i just get like really sad when i think about not having a second kid right like really sad like it like washes over me with sadness yeah, I'd I'd go reverse. Like when you were, if you were, if you became pre- suddenly pregnant, mm-hmm. I'd I'd get sad and reverse. I'd be like, oh god, mm. we have another one. Mm-hmm. How am I going to afford that? Mm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But then, like the idea of doing IVF again is just like, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, I mean, look, ultimately, we live in a society where Dory wins always. So, I've almost resigned myself to that. Right, A, that's not true. Uh, it is. No. You're not. a number one winner all the time. <laughs> um, no, I think you've won this. Uh, wait, so it's a declarative statement. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know. I can't, I can't do this alone. Obviously not. And, and your, I feel like your opposition to it is too much for me to overcome. But I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can think of like 800 reasons not to. And like the, the two reasons I can think of to have this second child uh i mean they're 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 big so like can they weigh out the 800 i mean maybe i know you desperately not desperately but i know you really want a second child yeah and i know that uh you think henry wants one what what i don't know what henry wants (laughs) all right well why else would you do it I mean, I don't think Henry wants one right now because he doesn't know. Right. He's 17 months old. Yeah. But I just, he's such a like caring, thoughtful, sweet little boy. Like, I just feel like he'll be such a great big brother. Mm-hmm. Or this could alter him in a way that we have not yet planned for. That's true. I mean, you were probably such a caring and sweet little girl. 
mm-hmm. then your brother came along mm-hmm. and you were like, Mm-mm, mm-hmm. I don't care for this. Mm-hmm. Let's give him away. Yeah. I mean, my parents didn't do rye though. So that's true. I don't know. I guess if you're really wondering, we haven't had any real serious discussions about it since the podcast, maybe. Yeah. So this is serious discussion number 400 about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if babies were free. <laughs> like they are for most people. Like they are for, honestly, <laughs> like they are for most people. Yes. Um, it'd be a much different story. Yeah, I hear that. Um, and also if it wasn't like, if there wasn't just so much, uh, it's just, it's just so, I can't like, even like thinking about it now, like waiting for results and poking and prodding you and, like the idea of like having to get the medication again and then I don't know. I don't know. It's all a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. We went through it quite a bit. We did. And I know that there are people listening who've gone through it even more. And who don't have a Henry. To which I say Godspeed. I mean, look, if we didn't I don't know what we'd be doing if we didn't get Henry. I think we'd still be doing it. We'd be doing it at a different clinic, probably. Oh, God. I mean, that was the plan. Everyone who yeah, listens but to the like, podcast knows what but, the plan was. But, I mean, it's it's two, It's two. more than two years after I got pregnant with Henry. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Me, no, 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 neither. Yep. Okay. It's a pretty heavy conversation for a, for a five-year anniversary pod. Yeah. It's just supposed to be a celebration. Oh, sorry. Now it's just like everyone's got high-risk pregnancies. People are asking me about Noom. Oh, boy. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi. We're Hi. Back. We uh, reached so many conclusions off the air. You guys, you're not going to believe it. We'll fill you in later. Yeah. Um, All right. This next email is from Corey, and she writes, I wanted to share this interview with the author of a new book on miscarriage that I listened today on WNYC. And it's on a podcast called All of It with Allison Stewart. Allison asked some great questions, and I think fellow eggheads will find the book to be a helpful resource. And uh, I will link to that in the show notes. So... There you go. Thank you, Corey, for that um, for that suggestion. We always like suggestions. Yeah, here on the show. So that's an audio book slash real book, so you uh, could read it exactly, or you could listen to it. Yep, 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 yep. All right, voicemail time. From Atlanta, um, oh, calling boy. in. Um, I forget who the call was. Oh, um, but I paused the pod. Um, she was talking about postpartum support international. Um, I too was very surprised that that's not a thing that is talked about more for expectant parents. Um, I, as I'm sure a lot of people have, really struggled with postpartum anxiety, depression, and postpartum OCD, and. In my six to eight weeks after I had my daughter, I was directed to Postpartum Support International's resources. I found a psychiatrist listed on their website to help me um, in terms of, like, getting on medication. But most importantly, I found a support group, and I went to that support group every week through the rest of my maternity leave. We started a Facebook group where we still keep in touch, and now as a lot of that group is having their second kids and third kids like we're still all close and it's just kind of 
nice to have that mom community. Um, I recommend it to everybody, um, not just people in my local area, but also to like nation and I guess worldwide because it is international. They do also have virtual mother group meetings um, in COVID times, which I highly, highly recommend to anybody who's either having a baby soon or is pregnant because you really need that support system. And I, for some reason, did not fully grasp that until I had my own kid. But being able to just talk to other moms to hear what they're going through, what it's like to juggle life, um, is super valuable. Um, I actually volunteer for the support line. So if you call in, you might hear from me. Um, anyway, just another plug. Katie, Atlanta, 1,700 square feet. Husband, sassy cat, sassy two-and-a-half-year-old. Bye. That's a great name for a cat. Sassy cat. Sassy cat. <laughs> um, Katie, thank you for that uh, endorsement of Postpartum International. It sounds like a great organization, again, that you know we did mention last week that it's nice to hear another another person who it has helped. Oh, I've so rarely done standing pot. I've done I've done them. Mm-hmm. But I'm guys, I just, He's standing now. I put my desk. If Everyone. you heard like a whoop, that was my desk going up. Because I was yawning and I was like, what is happening? Am I too comfortable? I just stand up. That's better. So here I am. Now I'm looking up at you. Ready to go. Yep. Finally, she looks up to me. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Katie, for your voicemail. All right. This next email is from Anonymous, who writes in with an interesting non-baby-related quandary. You ready? I think so. Hi, Dory and Matt. As a longtime listener and third-time emailer, I was hoping to get both of your <laughs> perspectives on an issue within my blended family. My mom and stepdad have been married for 20 years. As a result, I grew up with my older brother, a stepbrother who's the same age as my brother, and an older stepsister. We are all now in our mid-30s to 40s. Over the past 10 years, I would get random late-night Facebook messages from my stepbrother. Mm -hmm. He never said anything outright, but I always got a weird feeling that he only messaged me then because he was drunk and looking for a booty call. Why else would he be messaging me so late And likely while drunk, we don't talk or message at all unless it pertains to his kids. Recently, he sent me a very rude message telling me to fuck off and I have had enough. What? I responded asking him what his deal was. His response was incoherent. I screenshot the conversation and sent it to my mom. I let her know about the past messages explaining how they made me feel and what I believe his intentions were. I told her and my stepdad I was blocking his number. They were supportive and just said he has a drinking problem. No duh. I feel bad, though. His wife and kids are amazing. I always go above and beyond for them for Christmas and birthdays, and they are so appreciative. I only get to see them once a year, and now I feel like all that is tarnished if my stepbrother is going to be around. Is my instinct that his intentions are bad right? Should I have engaged further to figure out for sure before blocking him? Should I tell my sister-in-law? I'm so confused. While I feel he needs to get help, I don't think it's my place to try to convince him to get it. Any advice you you may have is appreciated. Thanks, Anonymous. Um... I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to take a macro view here at this family dynamic and situation. Step your stepbrother and your sister-in-law and your step nieces and nephews. Yeah. Um. No, you shouldn't have. First things first. No, you shouldn't have dived any further into it. It made you uncomfortable. Made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Second, I would ask, was the fuck off just a rando message? Yes, it came out of nowhere. Oh, boy, that guy. He needs some help. Yeah. Um, Look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his, I guess, late night Facebook messages Never a good sign. Never a good sign. Regard. It doesn't matter who it is from. Yeah, I mean, I think no good news comes from a late night Facebook. I think you're right that it's not. It's not your place or your job to try to convince him to get help. Correct. And you have told people who are more in a position to help him Mm -hmm. than you are, your mom and your stepdad. I think you can continue to try and have a relationship with his kids and his wife if that's something you want. I would continue to send them gifts, but I don't think you have to engage with your stepbrother yeah but then like what about seeing the the 
sister-in-law and the kids. Could she see them and just ignore the stepbrother? Or so is that awkward? Sounds like it's awkward. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Listeners, what would you do? All right. Let's put it to the listeners. Let's put it to the listeners. That's what I would like to know. What would what would you all do in this situation? This is, ugh, I'm sorry, listener. First of all, I think you did everything right. And like, you, you've gone already above and beyond. So. Yeah. I also, again, don't like, that's like all, don't feel bad that you felt uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to worry. It's not, it's not your job to make him to like protect his feelings. Yeah. Your job is to make sure that you feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. So to that point, I would just say, so far, I think everything you're doing is pretty above board. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'd be interested if anyone else has similar or has advice that yeah. I don't. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's hear a voice memo. Mm-hmm. Hi, Matt and Dory and Henry and Bo. This is Hillary from Minneapolis. Um, I was just listening to your recent episode where you were talking about iPods and Zunes and various other devices that can store music files. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that I do not have any children do not plan on having children, have never planned on having children, but I am a very avid Forever 35 fan, and I was missing um, all the episodes of Forever 35 and Here For You, so I decided to go on over to the oh excellent God. podcast and check it out. Finally. And it turns out I can listen to people that I enjoy talk about literally anything. <laughs> um, so, and I sometimes Thank make you, my Hillary. husband listen to Forever 35 mini episodes or the beginning of regular episodes. And I've started doing the same for excellent. And I am now a $10, um, Whoa. Patreon subscriber. Thank so, you. Anyways, back to the iPods. Um, I am a notorious um, audiobook hoarder. <laughs> I ever since I found out I could um, get one of the apps like Overdrive or Libby and download these audiobooks, which when you get them on your phone, they after like 21 days the files disappear, and I'm not going to be able to listen to any book that quickly because I jump around and I, you know, don't know what I'm going to be in the mood for. So I, what I do is I will download, um, or I'll request to download whatever audiobook I want. And then once I get it, I pile them onto my various, um, iPods. I have a, I think I looked, it's a 60 gigabyte. Um, it's one of the ones, the iPods Matt might know where it was the first one with the screen where you could watch videos. So I remember watching videos late at night in college under my covers. Um, but anyways, I have found that sometimes a thing pops up and is like a warning about my iPod being like, I don't know if it says it's like, corrupted or something but it still works i'm still able to get podcasts uh, or um, audiobooks on there i've never really tried to do much more than that That's and it I works for itunes if you don't like update your itunes right. and apparently there is an like a sort of uh, a dupe <laughs> of itunes Oh, that, like old um, iTunes. you can use to like get music on there if it's not supporting um some other listener might be able to um call in about that but yeah there's a way to get music and all sorts of stuff on your ipods so i have three of them my husband has one and i still have my phone so wow. yep over here using my ipods all the time love you guys um i live at i had to look this up online on zillow <laughs> um a 1480 square foot i don't know what any square footage means um one bath and two bedrooms with a husband and four cats love you guys Bye. wow thank you for patroning wow um now you've got so many more podcasts to download onto your ipod ipods she has yeah. three <laughs> i i 
So there was the iPod Video, which was the it looked like an iPod Classic, you know, with the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that played video. I think that was first, and then there was the iPod, the first iPod Touch. I don't think she's talking about the iPod Touch because it sounds like hers don't connect to the internet. Hers don't. Hers that is correct. There's multiple. I just thought there was a singular iPod, and then you said hers don't, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But. No, but you were correct because yeah. there are multiple iPods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're able to download stuff, um, the reason that they're not disappearing from her iPod, the books from the library aren't disappearing from her iPod is because her iPod's not connected to the internet. Did she say that she was taking it from the library? Yes. Oh, that's what That's what Libby are? and Overdrive are. Uh, yeah. So it's like when you get an ebook and you put on your Kindle from Libby or Overdrive, yeah. what some people do if they haven't finished the book is if you put your Kindle on airplane mode, the, the library doesn't take it back. Because you're not connected to the internet. But then does that mean they have one less digital copy no. to rent out? No. Because it's in their system as having been returned, but it's still on your... This is, seems this seems wild. It's, it's a, it's but a, then like the second you go on... Again, yes, exactly. It, dis- it disappears. Yeah. So you can really only do this with one extra... You can really only extend one book at a time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't stay on your Kindle. I mean, I guess it would if you, if you I, didn't you know, we, ever connect to the internet. I don't remember why this came up last week but during this week i dory uh we're we're trying to back up dory's iphone Mm, and we discovered that she has a 256 gig phone and she's using up like 250 gigs of it well i deleted like 30 gigs by deleting um a podcast app that i don't use that was automatically downloading episodes but i was like stunned by that because she doesn't I mean, you don't have, do, how much hard copies of music do you keep on your own? None. Because I keep, all my music is hard copied Mm-mm. onto my phone. No, I, I just stream. Crazy. It's all photos and videos. I mean, those, I mean, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to get her backed up. Problem is her computer, her hard drive on her computer is 256. Yes, that's the problem. I was like, you sure you want to do that? That's yeah. a small hard drive. Yeah. All right. This is an an email from Kate. Hi, just had to write in and hopefully help Matt reframe the narrative. That's a... I like a reframing. That's a Forever 35 reference. On his assistant conundrum... You guys guys don't own the reframing of narratives? No, I know we don't own it, but we talk about it a lot. (laughs) Okay. Delegating tasks to an assistant isn't asking someone to do your grunt work. It is giving them access to the experience they need to hopefully have a job like yours one day. Mm. Yes, being an assistant sometimes means waiting in line to get someone's lunch, but it can also mean being the right-hand person or left-hand, as Mm -hmm, the case may mm -hmm. be, to someone with a job you hope to have one day and getting to do the real kinds of things you'll need to know how to do to get that job. Even if they do end up doing mostly grunt work stuff, just having access to you can be incredibly valuable to someone who wants to be like you. You'd be surprised how much the mundane everyday conversations you have with your assistant can actually teach them about how you think about your work, which can help them level up the way they think about the work they want to do. I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't been the assistant to someone who was willing to let me learn on the job. Matt could do the same for someone else. Anyways, just thought that might be helpful to think about. Love the pod, Kate. Uh, Thank you, Kate. That is, Dory sent me that email last week or earlier in the week when it came in and uh, I read it and I was like, that is uh, that's a that's a perspective I didn't really have on it. Yeah. So I appreciate that's that. It's almost like an apprenticeship. Yes. But in an apprenticeship they work for free. <laughs> um thank you Kate. That is really uh that, that's a perspective I hadn't thought of either. So thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Were you, were you ever anybody's assistant out there in New York? I was briefly an assistant, yes. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I quit after like four months. I was not, I was not a good assistant. <laughs> Why do you think that? Mm, I think I, w- I was an assistant to two people. Mm-hmm. They shared you? They shared me. I yeah, think that was way. part of the problem. Yeah. They were kind of awful and they kind of like used me like they would try to like talk shit about the other one. So I would, so like they would be my favorite kind of. Yeah, sure. I didn't like that. I don't know. They kind of sucked. And so that, and like the, the place was toxic and the other assistants, like everyone, 
only ever wanted to like talk shit about the job. You know what I mean? It was like one of those jobs. You're just, just describing every job I've ever had in my life. Okay. But like when you walk in the first day and the assistant who's supposed to be training you is like, Oh, did they tell you that the last, assi- their last assistant like walked off the job in tears? And I was like, no, they did not tell me that in the interview. Wow. <laughs> um, Where are they now? I, I don't know. Hmm. I should Google them. Yeah. I should find out. I mean, this was a long time ago. This was 20 years ago. I'd like to know. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Cool. All right. All right. Let's hear a voicemail. Hi, Dory, Matt, Bo, and Henry. This is Mallory, um, longtime listener, but first time voice memo emailer. And I just had to send you this after watching the season premiere of Bake Off last night with the um, busts as the final event um showstoppers indeed after listening to your podcast last week or maybe it was the week prior i couldn't wait to see um just how miserably everyone failed at making these cake busts and it did not disappoint (laughs) um when my husband and i were watching and it panned to um the woman who i think was making the bust of her favorite poet. Um, <laughs> we just started crying with laughter. I mean, we had tears coming oh, out of our eyes because brutal show the everyone just failed so spectacularly that it just was such a joy to watch. And I just had to write in about it because I I couldn't wait to watch it. And man, it it really just hit home how great that show is um and how fun it is to see people fail and also um do a really great job surprisingly so i.e marie antoinette anyways um love the podcast um we live in 1,356 square feet on a third of an acre in beautiful Chico, California. Uh, Chico. Um, I, myself, my husband, a three-year-old boy, six-month-old boy, and nine backyard chickens. Bye. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, so I've never seen showstoppers like this. Yeah, it was. It's it's like I, maybe it's the lack of home practice they're getting. Yeah, where they're doing these showstoppers with less time, I guess, in the oven or whatever, right. or less. Right. Yeah. Like what? Are, what is the where are the facilities where they are? Again, practicing? we don't know. Doris claimed to read a, an article about it, and we had more questions after yeah, the fact. Yeah, there it was not as illuminating as I had hoped. <laughs> So, um, thank you, Mallory. Yeah, but everybody, if you watch the uh, season premiere of Great British Bake Off, the uh, showstopper was cake. Do a bust of a someone you idolize or someone who impresses you. Whatever it was, they all looked terrible. It was so bad. It was all right. Like, it, like Dory said last week, it was like they were all on Nailed It. Yes. All right, one last email from Ruben, who writes, Hey, Matt and Dory, I planned ahead last year and saved some notes. I hope Mm. this helps. For the listeners who are searching for Matt describing his recipe in detail, it's on iTunes episode 202, Doula No Wrong, around the one (laughs) hour, 15 minute mark. I'll include the quick recipe at the end of this email. One hour, 15 minute mark. Good God, that was a long episode. We used to go, you used to not let us go less than an hour. I know. But now there's so much content in the world. It's true. And I'm like, people should be able to listen to our entire episode. Also, last year during the recipe hunt portion of the episodes, I believe it was another egghead who shared a delicious sounding cranberry recipe using cognac and brown sugar. I'll also include that at the end. <laughs> last year, I was also able to track down two versions of the America's Test Kitchen turkey recipes. I think one was called traditional roast turkey. And the second was called Easier Traditional Turkey. Over the years, Matt has referenced both think, versions yeah. when describing how he makes his turkey. One version can be found on the original ATK website, Season 11, Episode 15. The other was found on the Cook's Country website, Season 2, Episode 13. It's the Season 11 version. It's Season 11, Episode what? 15. Episode 15. That's definitely it, because it was an America's Test Kitchen episode. 
Listeners can sign up for a free two-week trial, grab Matt's recipes, and then cancel. Unfortunately, I never made copies of the recipes. Otherwise, I would share. Also, while searching for these recipes last year on the podcast, I came across an egghead who was having a dilemma about living in Japan and whether or not to invite her overbearing mother to come see the baby or something like that. Can we get an update? I don't recall her ever oh, writing back with yeah. the results. That's an excellent, excellent uh, request for an update. Totally. Thank you guys and happy cooking. All right. So he includes a turkey recipe and a cranberry recipe. Well, I will. I mean, here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm just going to write it down. It's season 11, episode 15. And, you know, as we get closer. Okay. I can, I can go over it. Great. All right, everyone. This brings us to the end of ye old show. Just a reminder that you can support us on Patreon like Hillary, like many other fine eggheads. Get up to two bonus episodes per month, plus the entire back catalog of Patreon episodes, which is quite a robust back catalog, if I do say so myself. We do very much appreciate our Patreon supporters. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you not only get the episodes, but you also get our humble thanks each week. Yes. Your name read on the podcast each month. So here we go. Here's this week's Patreon supporters. Uh, Laura Dodge, Kim thank you. Kim Mestra. Diana. Jess Branch. Laura Rosenblum. Nikki Bossert. Sarah Swift. Tanya, how did she say? Kirchenman. Kirchenman. <laughs> uh, Allison Dean. Katie Tavey. Brett Jarrett. Robert Olson. The Kembles. Mariah Adamic. Elizabeth Urato. Alan L. Greta Truitt. Aurora and Zelda. Anonymous. Paula. Kane McCall. Jane Callahan. Tracy Jury. Jennifer Steele. Katie Regan. Anonymous. SJV. Bruno Macias. Abba N. Catherine Shimmons. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Kelly Zimmerman. Aaron Turley. Maud Tremblay. Rachel Downey. Mr. Bundy. Ben, a PhD. Amy. Becca Foster. Carolyn N. And Melinda Phelps. Thank, Thank you, you all so very much. You guys are great. And uh, this has been your 50 some odd minute episode of Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Bye.